Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And we're continuing our conversation for this entire season, which is focusing on healing, health, and wellness. And I have a very special guest. If you've been following me on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, I have been trying to get this lady in this studio (laughs) for years now. We have um, had an opportunity to know each other since 2017, and there uh, instantly felt a connection and respect and truly um, felt her authenticity her wisdom. And she said to me, we need to do something together. Now, y'all, that was 2017 and a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, like a whole global issue happened. But guess what? First time ever, the collaboration is happening. And I want to share just a tidbit of her background before we jump into a conversation about it wasn't supposed to be this. So let me tell you about Unika J. She is the president of Rewrite 365. Rewrite 365 is a training and performance improvement firm that works with clients to define, achieve, and sustain breakthrough results. The firm works with organizations in the areas of leadership development, strategy, and culture. Unika is also the founder of the Lead Her Academy a program designed to provide the necessary skills to women who desire to move into a leadership position or women who are in a leadership position that wish to uh, fine-tune their skills. Unika has over 25 years of training, quality, and customer retention experience, and over a decade of senior executive leadership in corporations with annual revenues of up to half a billion dollars. Ms. J is highly sought after as a keynote and workshop leader. Not only are her talks inspirational and motivational, as you will experience this evening, they are transformational, powerfully practical, and refreshingly relevant. Welcome to the show, Miss Unika J. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. Um, just to be next to you, to share space with you and oxygen, it is such an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I have been looking forward to this conversation all week long, not only because of the experience that I just shared with everyone, your professional expertise, but the common friends that we have Mm -hmm. in relationship often speak about your power and how real 
you are. And I feel like on the flip side, that absolutely is we we have people with amazing stories, but we always want to be able to bring real talk yeah. with a very practical approach to healing and mm-hmm. creating that flip. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about, and actually Yvonne and I had this conversation um, a couple of weeks ago. You have an immense amount of success. And oftentimes when people have a lot of success, people take for granted that anything could become an adversity for you. I I actually had to correct a mentee of mine a couple of weeks ago because he was going on about how graceful I am and in tribulation (laughs) and you don't go through anything and nothing. Mm. I said, the lies you tell. Listen, listen. Recognizing that, I'd like for us to just kind of jump into authentic conversation. Absolutely. Can you share a flip side season that actually helped you learn the lessons of how to move through? It wasn't supposed to be this. No, listen. When I think about, I mean, there's several I could share because I was, as I was, you know, I was even in my closet today and I was, I said, what am I going, which situation am I going to share and talk mm-hmm. about and whatever we choose to go in direction and how the Holy Spirit wants us to go, we'll go. Um, but the one that's most, I think most known publicly without understanding the private sacrifice is that of my grandson and I, you know, so I quit my job. I quit corporate and, you know, I decided I was going to start my own thing and mm-hmm. I was going to travel the world preaching and teaching and whatever the case may be. And we found out about my grandson, I think um, it was a month before he was going to be born. One month. We had one Mm. month's notice before he was going to come. And uh, his mother, you know, made a decision that she did not want to parent. And my son at the time was still in high school and was not in a position to parent. And, you know, and I'm sitting here, I, you know, left corporate and I was on this wind down. I was going to spend more time with my youngest son, the youngest of five. And here we have an infant coming into play. Wow. And there was some tribulation even in getting, you know, being able to allow him to come. There were mm-hmm. con- crucial conversations that had to, you know, to be had. And um, there were some battles, you know, in order for us to get to the point of me having him. And that to me um, was probably the most joyous yet, um, restraining moment for me because, you know, I was supposed to be doing something different. I think about even you were prepared for something else Mm -hmm. and had to pivot Mm -hmm. to include an entirely different plan. Yes. How often do we as humans actually get paralyzed in that moment instead of leaning in And moving forward, how did you navigate the changes you had to make in order to make that pivot? So I think um, this is going to sound, I'll say this, one, I'm wired that way, right? Like, I'm going to (laughs) just do it. Let's like, whatever has to be done, what's the task? Let's go get it done. Um, So I have that wiring, that unique wiring. But 
when I step back and I slow it down, I always visualize I'm going in fast forward. My life, mm-hmm. my thinking, my movement, you've experienced yes. that. Um, yes. It's always in fast forward. And yes. so as I'm going through those things, when I slow it down, I start. the first thing is, can you do it? Mm-hmm. I can. The second is, do you want to do it? Right. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do this? Whatever this thing is, this shift, am I going to choose to pivot or will I choose to stay where I am? accept depression, accept defeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, What am I going, you don't have to make a decision. And so do I want to decide something different or do I want to stay the same? And all this happens in my brain rather quickly. Um, Who's impacted Mm -hmm. by my ability to pivot or my inability to pivot? Because there's other people who, if anyone who's connected to you is impacted by your decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so once I've decided that I'm going to pivot, now I look at what my options are. And once I understand the options, then I look and say, okay, and I'm a, I am a, this is the best case scenario. Here's the worst case. Can I deal with that worst case with yes. this pivot? Like what's the worst case scenario of me taking in an infant at, I think I was 43 at the time, but I, all four, four of my five children were on their way out the house, you know, either gone or on their way out the house. <laughs> and I'm like, diapers, right. wait, bottles, wait, <laughs> crying, <laughs> getting up oh. in the middle of the night. Yes. Ooh. I, I hadn't even got to writing on my walls or teaching mm-hmm. him how to use the bathroom standing right. up. I hadn't even got to any of that. I'm just going right. with the basic. Um, but what is the worst case scenario? Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't travel like you thought. Maybe you can't get this all white couch that you thought you, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted. Mm-hmm. You, you might have to get rid of the Mercedes as a two seater that mm-hmm. that's, you know, cause I don't think you can put a car seat in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, worst case, my life changes. But the benefit to my DNA, my legacy is immeasurable. Yeah. It's an easy decision for me. Yes. Even with that worst case, the best case is for those that are impacted next to me. There were so many powerful nuggets in what you just said that because of how you're wired, you said those things happen fairly quickly for you. Mm-hmm. But I think about some listeners and even some clients that I hope are listening in that literally they get stopped at one or two of those things because the self-talk becomes so loud. Mm -hmm. But you just broke down asking yourself, can I do it? Do I want to do it? What's the worst and the best case scenario? And if I don't, or if I do, who benefits? Those are key questions. I think that people could be Begin to be very practical, practical about mm-hmm. to shift their internal thinking, because in preparation for this, I hope you're okay with me sharing yeah. that in preparation for this. Why I think that internal message is so important is you shared that there actually was a grieving process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Associated with this, could you explain oh, a little absolutely. bit more about that? You know, it's interesting because I hear so often everything I'm doing for my grandson. You know, people are like, oh, you know, you do this, you do that. And I'm like, he that's why I don't read the comments. You. No, he is. Like, He's just as famous I show up for keynotes and people are like, did you bring Trey? I say, I'm, I'm getting the check. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> what, are you paying him? Because he comes, you know, I can do a contract. I look to see what Trey is doing. I'm like, what Trey is he Trey is more doing? popular yes. than me. Believe me when yes. I tell you. Um, but they're, you know, in making that choice, which... I would do 10,000 times again. Yes. You understand? It's not this. I would do it over and over. Um, There's a lifestyle I did give up. 
And there is a way that I thought my life would be. You know, Mm -hmm. I visualized, you know, my youngest graduating, me being able to travel, me being able to do certain things um, and not really being, you know, I have this desire to be free. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how to describe that in any other way, but I want to be free, Uh, Mm -hmm. free. I've I've, I've raised five kids, right? I've ran ministry, I've ran businesses and all of that to me were anchors. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they seem to, you know, and I, Love my kids, you know, and they understand this. They, some of them are listening, but those are anchors and I want to fly. So I'm like, I am approaching my flying season. (laughs) This is it. Do you hear me? This is it. Now I didn't even get a 15 year old. I got a zero, zero. You know, I fed that boy his first bottle. That life was still, I felt like here I am again, putting the life I want on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we do that as we're raising our kids. We put we may put certain things up on the shelf. Right. We do that when we made, you know, in marriage or in ministry, certain things that we really want. We put those things up on the shelf. And I said, here I am again making a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but I don't see people sacrificing for me mm-hmm. and I'm losing something. And I want that thing. I want that thing. Um, and there's a piece of me that said, I know this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I know people benefit it. But now you're paying a price that mm-hmm. you didn't really want to pay. Yes. For a good that's worth more than the price you're paying. Yes. But you paid this price. And I had to reconcile that, that I that I know I serve a God that is not a God of no and maybe not yet. He knows my heart. He created me to want to fly. Mm-hmm. I didn't jump. You know, this yes. is him. This wiring, that's yes. all him. I don't have anything to do with me. So that season is going to come and, and to move beyond the grieving Um I have to t- keep my eye on what's to come mm-hmm. and not stay. I have to stay, you know, like the, the word says, to write the vision and make it plain. Yes. So I pay attention to that that vision that's out there that's for me, that's coming. Therefore, I don't have to grieve where I am because I'm right where God wants me right now. Wow. I think about people who are listening. And first of all, for you to phrase it as a grief, I think they that's a paradigm shift for them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about on the show in the past that any change actually has a grieving process. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to recognize it. It's a process. It's not necessarily just a light switch. It's a journey Mm -hmm. that we're on. But as I listen to how you, again, made decisions about looking at a vision. I had a conversation um, with Girlfriend Circle recently, and the mother in the circle focused so much on the children that she's giving to, she actually isn't able to see the vision that's for her. All the time. So when the when the question was asked, so what is your purpose? My purpose is to be a, a, a great mother. Yes. But who are you? Right. What right. do you say to those who have lost sight of the vision that's theirs because they have gotten so wedded to somebody else's needs? <laughs> I was sharing with a client today. Um, she and I were talking about seasons, right? And there is, yes, when you're rearing your kids, 
you are called to rear your children. You are mm-hmm. called to be a mom. There's something, there's a symphony that's still playing inside of you that you know the world hasn't heard yet, right? Where's the season? Like, I remember um, when I, when my kids were little, I went to my pastor at the time and I said, um, I'm going to go and I'm going to speak all over the country. That's what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, you have a two-year-old. I'm not sure how that matters, but I know what I'm called to do. Like, so I'm out. Um, and he said, you know, I want you to think about that and think about the impact on, you know, he said, I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying this. I'm not doing, you know, I said, okay, fine. Then I went back another time and I said, I think I'm gonna quit my job. He's like, yeah, five kids. And the oldest one is in seventh grade. And I'm like, I, I know what I heard. So I'm gonna go ahead and quit. But I go back to my office and go, he right. You know, that's why I asked him because he has the wisdom and I'm serious lacking it. And so what I would say is, Inside of us, you know, I believe, and, and regardless, like people sometimes think that purpose is this thing, like I'm supposed to be on cameras, or I'm supposed to be out front. You might have, you know, like there, God has told us what we are. When he created mm-hmm. us, he put things inside of us and there's cues that happen all along on what you're supposed to do. Did you get in trouble all the time for talking in, in class? Because I did. I'm sure you did because we yes. both were here talking right now, yes. right? Yes. Move her desk she up to the front. Too much. I just she turn around and talk. Much. <laughs> right. Well, I'm talking for a living. My 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 voice is is special. My voice is supposed to be heard, right? Mm-hmm. Those things, those mile markers happen along the road of seasonality. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even though I may in on this road as I'm driving, I got four car seats in the back, I still know that mile marker that I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing those things. You don't have to abandon one in order to do the next one. Mm-hmm. I'm still traveling all over, even though I have a six-year-old now. Yes. Right? And so I think if you've lost track, sit back and sit with God, sit with yourself and seek him and ask, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing in this season? Mm-hmm. And give me a vision for what you want me to do in the future, what you've called me to, so I can put that thing out in front of me as I'm running. And I'm able yeah. to get to that thing when it's time. And not lose sight of it. Yes. Because I love that visual of seasons and I'm curious as you continue to be on this journey mm-hmm. that you are grateful for acknowledge that there there was a process of, of grief you had to let go of some current plans mm. how do you what are three things you would tell people to be conscious of or to do as they are navigating detours? First one, Mm -hmm. choose your tribe. The people that are around you, that have influence on you, are critical. Because if you're dealing with a bunch of people that get frustrated, like if you, and listen, you can test them by just riding with them in real life. Mm -hmm. If you get in the car with people and they get in traffic, they're like, ah, ah. No, you don't want those. No, that's not your tribe. Those are the people you want <laughs> on life detours because they can't handle, you know, car detours. Yes. Um, but the people that you have around you, I have a council of friends mm-hmm. that are wise, mm-hmm. right? And that each of them serve different purposes for me. So choosing who's around you, if we keep on the car analogy, who's in the car? Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. in it? Who's outside the car that has jumping cables and know how to pop the hood and, and give you a recharge when you need a recharge, yes. when your battery is running low? Who's keeping an eye on the gauges if you're a person that don't check, check the gauges of life, who can't see when you're going on empty? Whoever's in the car with you is so important. That's the first thing, because who's around you is going to influence you. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you have to decide on the destination. If there's a detour, if I'm trying to get somewhere, you know, and, and all of us, all of you have had a place you were trying to go. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to go there and I get to a detour, it, I don't stop and get out and lay down on the side of the road and in the, in the pavement and go, I can't believe there's a detour. 
I have a destination. Yes. People who get stuck in a detour didn't believe in a destination in the first place. Oh, wait. Say that again. People who did not, who, who get stuck in the detour, didn't believe in their destination in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you have to get assurance in where you're going. Where are you, where are you supposed to be? Where are you supposed to be going? Because a detour is not going to stop you then. Because you're going to get back up. Where we talked about putting a vision up there. I have to get back up because I have somewhere to be. Right. I have somewhere to be. And I, I I use this with clients a lot. I'll say, if I told you you had to get to a room and there's a million dollars waiting for you, what's going to stop you from getting to the room? Nothing. 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 <laughs> I'm on my way. Listen, what is a flood? I'm swimming. Yes. If, you know, yes. If, it's, if it's hot, we're doing whatever we need to do to get to that room, right? Isn't your life worth more than that? Mm. It's worth more than that. Um, and I think the third thing is don't be afraid of structure in the process. Everything doesn't have to be organic. Everything doesn't have to just come natural. Sometimes you have to sit down and you have to make a plan. I'm now at this detour. I thought I was going to arrive by this time period. Mm -hmm. I've got some obstacles that have come up in my way. How do I navigate around this? How do I recover? What's my plan? I go back to number one. How do I take that plan and get accountability with the people that I've called, that God has called to place in my life? How do I go back to them and say, hey, I hit a detour. I hit a situation. I'm not going to, I don't know that I can push through this. Here's my plan. Hold me accountable so I can still get to my destination. Yes. There was, I asked you to say the second one again, because I heard how it resonated with your earlier reflection and strategy, because there are those who don't believe in the destination and for people of faith, everyone who listens is it's not necessarily a Christian right. or a believer, but you believe something. Mm-hmm. And for people of faith, not only are you not believing in where you're going, you're not believing in who's sending you there. Don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, okay. Yes. We're on a room, but mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. That part. Right. Like, do you be, do you? believe him or not right right it's it and and we have to be willing to sit with that i posted a quote in one of the the social media conversations this week and it was a priscilla shire post Mm -hmm. and it was a quote that said believing that life interruptions divine interruptions are a privilege not only causes you to handle them differently, but to await them eagerly. Will you surrender your plans and purposes into the greater known of God's unknown designs for your life? That was so good. I saw that. I listened and I read it over and over. I said, wait a minute, because I love her anyway. So I was like, and that's so good. That's so good. I think about how do you actually... Get to a place where you are not so wedded to control that you can actually embrace and look forward to mm-hmm. the pivot or the interruption when you know that ultimately that God actually is still moving you towards full purpose. I think that's so good. Uh, such a good question. Before I jump right to that, I want to share Mm -hmm. something, though. I think it's important to understand that you may get the pivot right once, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it right every time. 
You may respond appropriately once, but you may not respond appropriately each time. So there's been times for me, I handle big pivots well. Like, I mean, if it's life, if life is falling apart, I'm like, let's go. Yes. If you get my drink wrong at Starbucks. My ability to pivot, pivot is sometimes impacted, right? Like there's certain things that I just, I'm like, whew. But I think, I think um, when you, when you repeat the question, because I had to get that out. Yeah. And I want to make sure I get it right. So, uh, and, and to piggyback off of that, the big or the small pivot, if we can get to a point where we can loosen the fact that I don't have to have ultimate control. control. There it is. That's Yes. But that actually, even in this pivot, mm-hmm. I can embrace it as an opportunity. Yes. Not a roadblock. Yes. Yes. So I think part of that comes from us, our ability to really trust God. Mm. Mm-hmm. I used to always say this. I have David remembered the bear. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. In order, he remembered the lion. In order for him, and and for those that may not be familiar with the story, David fought a uh, fought a giant. He was able to slay the giant. But before that, God put him in position to slay a bear and a lion. And so, when I'm feeling like I need to have the control, I go back and look for the breadcrumbs where, when God had control, He did what He said He was going to do. Yeah. Because that's where our faith gets shaken. Yes. Right. It's where. It, are you going to come through like you did last mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. Are you, or, or, or are we going to, what's going to happen? And so I need to jump in because you clearly need my little help mm-hmm. to make this work. <laughs> so clearly, clearly some people off their job. So right. let me jump in Lord and help let this out. Help, help you. Let me help you out. Yes. Um, and I think that that piece of it, the way that I increase my faith is going back. I look back. Mm-hmm. I look backwards to say, what is it that he's done for me before? That's part one. Part two, I'm looking at your life. I'm looking at this person's life because if he's no respecter of person, mm-hmm. if he's ever mm-hmm. in the history of time done it, I can trust him to do it for me. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to all work out the way that it worked out for you or the way that it worked out for someone else. But I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever anyone's child ever came off of drugs, I know it's possible. Yes. If anyone's marriage has ever been restored, I know it's possible. If anyone's ever been sick and been healed, I know it's possible. I can now hold on to that. And when I hit this detour and I have to pivot, I can release control because I can't heal cancer. Right. I can't. Right. I, I can't do. I can't do. I can't. I can't. In my, listen, I wrote a bunch of checks to try and get one of my kids healed. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do it by my own hand. It has to be his hand. Yeah. And so I would tell people to look back. And, and if you don't believe and, and you're not, a, you're not, you're not a Christian. I understand people, we have a, a mixed denominations that are on here. If you look at back over your life, you will see the evidence. Yes. Where it was something that you can't put your finger on, that it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was God. Yeah. The other piece to those nuggets you just shared in the in the three was the word structure. Mm-hmm. When you said that, at first I paused and said, oh, where is she going with this? But then when you explained it, there are elements of recognizing how we have to be willing sometimes that there are things we need to stop doing, disciplines we need to begin doing. Absolutely. And and things that we have to recognize are no longer serving us. How do you how would you help someone thinking about I didn't ask for this, I didn't want this. 
I've got it now. And now there's some things I have to do differently for the betterment of everybody. So there's an evaluation, I think, that you have to take an inventory of yourself. Right. Um, I joke all the time. And, and, I, and I think it's, it's true. You know, it's a joke, but it's also laced with some truth. I, I used to be a children's minister and I used to be a youth pastor. And, and I was like, I don't. Y'all keep these kids away. I mean, like, <laughs> legit. I'm the person that, it, it, when people are rolling their eyes on the airplane because they keep across some kids, like, that was me. You know, like, I'm like, I'm like, is there a kid-free flight? Like, I just, yes. I was just done with kids altogether, right? So when I think about, you know, if we go back to that particular pivot for me, I had to do an inventory. Mm-hmm. But that inventory started with my heart. Mm-hmm. Because my heart, it, everything you do flows from it. Right. And so when I start to pay attention and do that inventory of my heart, now I can add the structure. Right. Mm -hmm. I can add. I I didn't like interruption. So it's funny you have me on here talking about that. That's why I was I would push kids away because they're just a solid interruption. (laughs) Like constantly. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) My grandson on the way here. He tapping me. I was on the phone with one of my good friends, Sean. And she, you know, he said, stop touching me. You just ate Cheetos. I have on a cream suit. Like, do you not see what I have on today? And he's like, but then I'm the interruption. Right. But I had to check my heart around where the things that I'm failing. Right. Where are the things? How am I not showing up in the way that I need to? I did an evaluation on how I raised my children, the five, and said, okay, what do I need to do differently to have different outcomes with this little soul that's that's coming to me? Right. Mm -hmm. So when you start saying, what are some things I need to stop? I think it's it's three things. What do I need to stop? What do I need to start? And what do I need to continue? Because there's some good things that are in there that's going on. Right. But taking a good, honest look at yourself. And saying for this pivot or even for the destination, what do I need in order to show up right there and, and be successful? Because too many people get past the detour and the pivot and then blow it at the destination. Wow. Right. They get wow. there and you, you, you get the job and you get fired. You get the contract and you blow it. You get you get the husband and you don't you like things. You get to the destination at times and you blow it. But if I go through the process and I pay attention and I'm honest with myself, because mm-hmm. so often people aren't. That's so often people truth. think that they're doing, you know, I got it together. I I get clients like that sometimes, especially I get clients like that sometimes. And you're <laughs> like, okay, well, why are we on the phone? Why? Yes. Why? Why are you calling me? Why? If you got it, why are we? What are we doing? <laughs> why are we talking? But the, the challenge I think is that if we have a lack of honesty with ourselves, it's impossible to show up before a pivot, before a pivot is due or a detour, or even in a destination, in a place from a place of authenticity, because we're lying to ourselves. Mm. Right. I'm I'm lying to myself about things. Mm -hmm. I'm lying to myself about my abilities, about my faith in God, about my walk, about how I interact with people, how I impact them. Those lies are to myself. So I can never show up in a space the way I'm supposed to to be able to do what I'm called to do because I haven't even accepted who I am yet. But that also goes back to your earlier nugget about the tribe. Like you have to be willing to also Begin to look at yourself and ask someone that you trust, tell me about me. What am I missing? What's in my blind spot that I'm actually not aware of? But you know, if I don't clean this up, change this, adjust this, Mm -hmm. grow in this, it's going to continue to be my tripping stone. And then actually listen. What do you, how, when you hear people, who refuse to listen to the advice, the feedback, 
What do you say to them? Oh, look, I got I got her speechless, y'all. Um, let me think. I, I'm gonna tell you why I'm speechless <laughs> in a second because I know it's people. Yeah, you know, I gotta stay honest because it's people you got, mm-hmm. that don't hear that know me. Uh huh. Because my first answer is nothing. Mm. I don't keep talking to people that don't listen. Okay. If they don't want to mm-hmm. listen, if you want to go on and you want to run out in front of the train, run on, baby, run on. <laughs> so that's that's my first, that was the first thing that came to my mind is I don't I, yeah. I stop talking because I value my words and if you value my mm-hmm. wisdom, you'll listen. Yeah. Right. I do think though that love sometimes binds us mm-hmm. to where we do keep repeating and talking mm-hmm. and having those conversations. And one of my favorite phrases is, "How is that working for you?" Mm-hmm. How is it working? How is your way working? How is how you're approaching that relationship, that job, that contract, that that business, that book? That how is it working for you? Mm-hmm. Because you're back here again, right? Yeah. And I I think at that point I encourage them to have a conversation with themselves, and I ask them, "Who are you accountable to? Who right. are you accountable to? Because I'm right. accountable to a few people." In different right. capacities, right? And so even though I own my own business, my business is submitted to my mentor from the perspective of me understanding how I'm running my business. So I yeah. got to give a report. Yeah. And there's an accountability. I'm accountability as accountable from a single perspective to my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a certain city and you don't hear from me, you call me, FaceTime me. Yes. Make sure I'm still doing the right things. <laughs> Make sure I'm, right. and if I don't answer, y'all better do something. Do y'all, something. Yeah, send somebody to come get me. Because <laughs> it's accountability, right? Mm-hmm. And so- my initial thought it instantly came was nothing. But the other thing is that you've got to get them. If people are not able to hear your voice, you got to get them to start hearing the voice within them because they know. Mm-hmm. We all know where those spots are. If mm-hmm. People are not completely blind on what right. they're dealing with. Or, you know, they might be a little, not lack some self-awareness, but they're not blind. Mm-hmm. Getting them to actually begin to listen to that own, their own voice and being willing to recognize, is that actually working for you, right? Especially when we think about, as you shared, being reflective on, for example, you raised five and now you have an addition. What could, what could I get mm-hmm. an, another opportunity to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what could be different this time? What, yeah. what and, I, and there were some hard truths for me. Um, evaluating that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like evaluating what I thought I did well, Mm -hmm. what I thought I needed to work on, but having the conversations with my children. Mm -hmm. What did I do well? What are some things you would have liked for me to do differently? And the majority of them talked about time Mm -hmm. because I was building. Mm -hmm. For me, I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. giving you time. We're going on vacation and that's all. Like, what are we talking about? You're getting everything that I, but you don't have, you don't have me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm over here doing the these things. And so I try and give my grandson time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's and, and that's I'll just be honest. That's hard for me at times because I'm not a big snuggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a real playful person, although mm-hmm. he brings that out of me. Um, and so if I know that time was a, a separator and it right. can be the differentiator for him, then I have to get into a place where I'm able to give that to him. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of take a a slight shift 
And I encourage our listeners who are on social media, if you have questions, now is the time to start throwing those into the chat. And if you haven't shared yet, share this conversation with someone. We want as many people as possible to be able to log in and hear the wisdom and insight to this process of growth, of gaining, and even working through grieving. I'd like to take a, a little slight shift mm -hmm. because I always ask guests at least one word that I'm curious that they have a definition for. And when I thought about what stump, stumps people, has people come from a stuck place, oftentimes I'm coaching on the word resilience. And I'm curious how you define resilience. Knowing your limits and knowing when to ask for help. Wow. Knowing your limits and knowing when to ask for help. Can you unpack that a little bit more That's for us? So true resilience, we think about people say, oh, you're so resilient. It's because you can bounce back. You mm -hmm. can recover. You can mm -hmm. go through that. But so much of that burden around that word is on me. And there's so many things I can't do on my own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many things. Mm -hmm. So when am I at capacity? When am I at capacity in life? Mm -hmm. or in a certain situation, or I'm trying to solve a problem, when am I at capacity so that I can bounce back? Because mm -hmm. I can't do it by myself. Right. And so ha being able to have the humility to go and ask someone and say, hey, I don't know. Like, even when I came here, I was like, what are all the cameras? What does this do? <laughs> what mic am I supposed to talk into? How, what's those buttons? Like, what it is, is a my lot. phone? How do I, I was like, this one, you got a whole situation. Um, and I was like, I kept saying, I should have joined by Zoom. No, but even that being right. able to say, okay, I'm at, I, I was coming in. I was like, okay, I feel intimidated mm -hmm. by all the things that are in here. There's mm -hmm. a, a lights every, y'all have to see this setup. It's mm -hmm. a lot going on and it's amazing. But I have to say, I'm at capacity. I'm at the end of where I'm able to do something. How do I bounce back to be able to do this show? Mm -hmm. I ask the questions. Mm -hmm. I humble myself and say, what's this mean? As you're talking through things, I'm listening. I'm not going, oh, I got this. You know, I do these things I've been on. You know, I got, you know, wire me, mic me, give me my, because we do run into people like that, right? Then they get yes. on the show and mess it up. So yes. I'm sitting here and I'm yes. listening. I'm hanging on to every word you're telling me because I said, oh, I don't want to mess this show up. Let me, how do you need me to sit? What do you need me to do? Yes. That's the same even in life. You know, mm -hmm. there are times where you're at capacity. Resilience to me is only possible when you are doing life with others mm -hmm. and the right others. Yeah. The wrong others that keep you stuck, but the right mm -hmm. others help you be resilient. 100%. But I'd like to dive a little bit into something that came to mind as you were talking mm -hmm. and you use the ability to be humble enough to ask the questions. And I think about people who they've experienced an interruption. They've had to create a detour. They've had to create a shift or pivot. And they are no longer in the same skill set or the skill set that got them to the first crossroads is not the same skill set that will get them to actually move in the best direction. When I think about how do you navigate as a leader, as a parent, as a human, not being the, in the front of the class, being the brightest one in the room. 
that's it is isn't it weird that people deal so much with that? Yes. Like they take on a new role and they freak out because they're like, I had all the answers last week. And I'm like, well, you don't have them now. So I need you to sit down and, and, and learn something. A couple things there. Um, knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. That goes back. It, I, I can't get enough on people moving. Um, I talk to clients about this. Moving from self-awareness to mastery. There's mm-hmm. a difference, right? Self-awareness means I know I'm a jerk. I may even know what causes me to be a jerk. You know, I may know that if you mess up my Starbucks drink, I'm going to have to go ahead and pray before I, you know, go through the process. I may know that. But mastery is ahead of time. I may have an expectation that there's going to be an interruption. Am I going to handle how I'm showing up based on what I anticipate may happen so that I'm mastering all of those things that are in me that become vices, right? Same concept that when we want to be all knowing, that comes from a place of pride. Mm. It yes. comes as a pride issue, which is a heart issue, Ooh. right? So then I have to go back to when was the first time that I felt inadequate because I didn't know. Mm. I need to deal with that because if yes. I can deal with that, then I'm okay with not knowing. I ask questions all the time. Right. What is this? And how, well, how did you do that? And when did you get that? And when did that happen? And how do you do that? Um, Yvonne taught me how to pin curl my hair. I'm, I'll be 50. I had never done a pin curl. <laughs> do you hear me? She was like, you just do a pin curl. I said, and she saw my you face. Just- I said, I don't. Yeah. And I need help. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, That's it. I, I mm-hmm. heard about these things. But I didn't know. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that I could do it. But understanding one, you would never be an expert at all things. LeBron plays, I don't care what people think online, but LeBron <laughs> plays great basketball, right? Yes. I don't want LeBron working on my heart and heart surgery. Exactly. I don't want him telling me if I need a cast on my ankle. That's not what he's a genius at, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you're in the same field, even at the same company or starting something that you've had experience with, that your genius has to grow into that space. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that you're not inadequate when you're not asking, but it makes you that when you don't ask. Because mm-hmm. when you start that whole, when people say, uh, what do they say? Fake it till you make it. Yes. And then they'll try and add this scripture, call those things that are not as though they are out of context. No, out of context. Topic, but I ain't going to touch it. Um, but that when you do that, you don't give yourself an opportunity to truly learn because mm-hmm. you have to already be right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if, mm-hmm. if I can sit back and say, I know I don't know. I understand I don't know. I'm not inadequate. I'm not less than. I'm not low because I don't know. I've gotten elevated because of what I do know. This stage, this this requires a different version of me that I haven't lived yet. Otherwise, I would have got elevated a long time ago. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is understanding, knowing where you are. And because so much of my work is in the field of trauma, when mm-hmm. you said to actually, in my mind, I went to, if you are struggling with needing to be the brightest star in the room, needing to be the person who has all of the answers, pausing and actually looking at what is that rooted to so that you can address the root so that you don't keep cycling through something that's going to hold you hostage Every time there's an opportunity mm-hmm. with an interruption. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could imagine fall, like literally falling apart every single time. That was the beauty of the quote from Priscilla Shire when she shifted to, it's actually, I become eager about 
the opportunity of the interruption, there's a level of humility that is just embedded in that. <laughs> and how it says pride comes before fall. Mm -hmm. I want to share a quick story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, look at me checking time. Like, I'm good. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but I was out of town visiting a church, a church that I love. And I mm -hmm. generally try and check into that church once a quarter to get my refill. And so I wanted to go to the eight o'clock service. And I looked over at my grandson and he was sleeping well. And I said, you know, he was snoring. And I was like, I'm going to let him sleep because he's had, you know, we had done Disney and a bunch of things. Finally, I get him up. We check out, get in the car, drive over. Their parking lot is full. And I'm like, and I'm early, right? So I'm early. I get there early. So I'm like, I'm, I know what happened last time. I had to plan. So I'm going to go early. I got a plan. I got structure. <laughs> structure. So I go um, and I'm talking to about six or seven people. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm from out of town. You know, because I'm not from here. I didn't just come from down yes. the block. I'm here from Philly. What's up? And they're like, yeah, you know, we need to park, park an overflow. I'm hot, though. You know, I'm not, like, I'm like, okay, thank you. But inside I'm like, because <laughs> I'm interrupted. Guest, right. I'm interrupted, right. right? And how dare you not have something for people to visit from out of town who have a kid on Mother's Day? Oh, what yes. kind of church? Right. You know, yes. like, listen, had <laughs> wrote the whole narrative in the head. I'm like, whole story. Yeah. I get over to the overflow uh, parking, which I hadn't done before, even though, because I normally can get, you know, get a spot, get over to overflow, pull down, find a parking space. I go into the parking space. I jump out the car. I'm 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 fussing at Trey. You know, take your seatbelt off. Why you still got the seat? What are you doing? Take the seat. <laughs> Let's go. Because my number one fear is the fact that they're going to close Children's Church. Oh. Right. And he's not going. This service is yes. normally three hours. That ain't for him. Yes. He go, he's going to leave me, and we're going to both. You know, exactly. me, him, and the Holy Spirit are going to be fighting. <laughs> so we get out the car. I come around to him, and I hear a dog barking in this van. And so I look into the car and there's no one else in the car but there's a dog and and so now I'm, I now now I got something to be, I can actually take all this righteous anger that I have mm -hmm. from this interruption mm -hmm. and point it to the person who owns this van because mm -hmm. how dare you leave a dog mm -hmm. in 90 degree weather in the van so I march over to the parking lot attendant and I said someone got license plate mm -hmm. blah, 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 has a dog in their car and I get on my shuttle and I go into the service get to the service children's church is closed we're at capacity have mercy yeah. I said, I quit. Like, and then literally, I went from anger to defeat. Wow. I quit. Maybe I wasn't supposed to come today. Maybe wow. the Lord doesn't want me here at the church this, today. I'm just going to go home. And I, my eyes welled with tears. That's how much I needed to be in the place. But I needed to be without distraction. So then those, the grief wow. the before that we talked about revisits. Yes. But if I didn't have him, I could just walk into the service. Mm. You, you follow mm -hmm. me? I the am. The life that I'm grieving that's I on the am. shelf right now, I could just walk into yeah. the service. I said, and uh, one of the ushers turns me around and she hugs me and, and I gave her pride that, yeah. you know, I, yes. I ain't in the mood yes. for this. What are we doing? And she said, you okay? I said, no, y'all need to work on the logistics for your ministry. Here are the things. <laughs> I do this for a living. Let yes. me explain to you. And yes. she said, let me go see if I can get him in children's church. So yes. she gets him in children's church. I come in the service. I sit in the back. The, uh, another usher comes mm -hmm. and get me and says, we have a seat for you in the front. Not for me. You got me confused with somebody else. I'm cool yes. where I am. They take me all the way up to the third row. Nope. I don't even know why that happened. I'm sitting there. The pastor gets up and makes the announcement. We have a life or death situation. I said, it's the dog. Yes. They need to go fix this problem with the dog. I'm still righteous indignation. <laughs> How dare you leave a dog? He comes back and he says, we found out that the person that, that had the life or death situation is homeless and said if they could just make it to church. Wow. 
if they could just make it to church. But what we're going to do is make sure that they're never homeless again. Yes. I want to take care of 12 months of their expenses. Will y'all help me? Yes. I'm interrupted. But someone's life is being changed. Yes. And I couldn't even, I didn't ask God that morning, how do you want to use me today? How do you need me today? I'm in my, Unica needs her stuff. I'm in my pride, my arrogance. I am owed a uninterrupted worship time where nobody knows my name and ain't asking me no questions. Oh my God. I am owed that. My it's God. due to me. Oh, my God. Now, if he didn't, I sat down because I said, now he put me in the right spot. So now it all, all of the pieces are, I didn't go to the eight o'clock because I need to be next to the van. I didn't go because somebody else may not have spoke up, but because I was already angry, I got to tell you about how y'all got these mm-hmm. people with, you know, this, this van. Mm-hmm. And this person gets blessed. And then the pastor says, I feel by the spirit of the Holy Spirit. There's more, yeah. more people who are homeless, not and I noticed all the stuff in the van and never even dawned on me that they might be homeless. Wow. I Because I was yes. like, it's a junkie van, literally. I'm just yes. like, this is, how did, what is this person on? He blesses all these, these mothers who were homeless that brought their kids to church that Sunday. Then said, there's someone here who sold, but they, are, they sold out of faith that they won't become homeless because they're close to being homeless. I want to bless them too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interruptions are an opportunity. Interruptions are an opportunity. And when I'm not humble... And I'm not in humility and I'm not listening to him. He's still going to grab me and yoke me up and say, do you see what I'm trying to do? Can I show you? Can I, do you see? Yes. And I'm, and I'm trying to bargain. I'm like, well, you know, if I wouldn't have been as angry, then maybe I wouldn't. He's like, it's an opportunity. And you're upset because you're in this righteous indignation that I deserve something mm-hmm. else. I've given enough. I've done this. Look at my report card. Mm-hmm. It's my time. It wasn't wow. even about me. Me coming to church that Sunday had nothing to do with Unica, but it had to do with those three single mothers and that fourth single mother who got blessed for the whole year for their mm. whole entire living expenses. When we are willing to pause what we think we are entitled to, listen, and recognize that all of it is but by God's grace. Come on. And then... You actually can look up. Stop looking at yourself, but look up. Yes. And look around. I have been sitting with this scripture all week long. The passage that says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm, That's so good. And, And the place that I need my heart is there so many decisions, so many things that are uncertain, things that have not worked the way I thought or hoped they would work. But I had to get to a place where all week long I've been sitting with the passage, speak, Lord, mm-hmm. for your servant is listening, because my plan may not be that part. <laughs> if I could slow down what I think I'm entitled to, and actually say, Lord, speak. What is because it I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And that thing that you're grieving, mm-hmm. that you put on the shelf, may not even be what he wants for you anyway. Yes. Yes. Because he has something even better. Come on. Even <laughs> Come on. Come better. On. Come on. That part. Yes. So we are five minutes away from the end of our conversation. And I always ask our guests to put in their mind one of our listeners. And the person I'd like for you to think about is the listener who's feeling like it's too late. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm too old. I missed my chance. What would you say to them as they're listening? Mm-hmm. It's too late. For anything that God has ordained the time that there there's it, there's not a time I mean disobedience now let's let's yes. let me clarify because yes. I don't want people writing in and telling you if you're disobedient you can mess up the timing yeah if you're walking in obedience like I would ask you who told you that mm-hmm. who told you it was too late what voice was that is that voice is that God telling you it's too late because if God is telling you it's too late it's too late mm-hmm. like it let's be clear let it if, go if mm-hmm. I wanted to if I wanted to become LeBron James <laughs> right now it's too, it's it's too, too late, late. <laughs> I don't even think it ever was. I, I think when I came out the womb, it was too late, right? It's, it's never going to happen. Um, and so what I would say to them is one, what voice is guiding you in that? Is that something that aligns with what God has told you, what you're hearing in scripture, what your accountability team is telling you? It, and, and if it's not, like if other people are, you know, if you're looking around and, and you're seeing this delay does mean denied, then is the thing that you put on the shelf what it was supposed to be in the first place? Mm-hmm. Were you too low in what you were thinking? Were you settling mm-hmm. for something? You know, my motto mm-hmm. is settling is not an option. So for me, if I know if if I if I if I'm feeling like something's too late, when we start talking about age, that's nothing but a number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something that you can get past. You can do. It's, it's not too. You never too old to get married. You never mm-hmm. too old to start a business. You never too mm-hmm. old to make a career change, to move, to do something different. Mm-hmm. Age does not confine you. When I start thinking about it from a spiritual perspective, um, I go back to that thing about him being no respecter of person. Mm-hmm. Has an 80-year-old mm-hmm. ever done it? Mm-hmm. Has a 60-year-old ever done it? Is, it? is there ever evidence? And if we go to the Bible with just Sarah, yeah, you got time, yeah. baby. You yeah. got time. And yeah. so I, I would tell them to counter that with scripture and mm-hmm. or voices that let them know that it's not too late because yeah. it's not. Yeah. If I could mother at 43. Come on. I'll be 50 in October because I would say it was too late. If y'all asked me about buying some diapers, maybe it's too late. I'm never going down this aisle. I used to go down that aisle and cringe. (laughs) Then I got real hip to it, right? It's it's not too late. You know, if you're walking in obedience and you're hearing from God, it's not too late. I love the distinction. I've also, I just finished um, Bishop Jake's Disruptive Thinking. Mm -hmm. And in the book, he talks about um, the voice that actually ushered you into you're not enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody walks into that place on their own. Right. Somebody ushered you into that. Right. So actually dig into who whose voice are you hearing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it's a lie, let the lie let the let lie the go. Lie, lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let the lie lie. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe y'all. Uh, it has gone by so fast. Mm-hmm. Just as we close, how can people find you? Everywhere I'm Unika J. Like all my social media handles are Unika J. I don't have Twitter anymore because they someone hijacked it and Twitter never got back to me. So I just let it go. Um, but you can get in touch with me, Unika J, um, anywhere if you look. Uh, you can find uh, my, my website is rewrite365.com. Um, and so if you're interested there, you can go there and look for me as well. This has been another powerful flip side of adversity conversation It is never too late. Be willing to understand what's at the root of the issue and slow the conversation down in your head and really recognize, can you do it? Do you want to do it? 
What's the worst that could happen? What's the best? And what are the possibilities? You right? It might not have should have been this, but it is this now. So how are you going to make the flip? We're going to continue our conversation with healing, health, and wellness next week. Same time, same place. Meet me right here on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.